everyone. Happy Wednesday. I hope everyone is enjoying this week. I have a special guest. I'm so proud of her, sis. Um, Lucella Campbell. She is an author, also um, a youth activist. I've known her for so many years and I love her wisdom. So I'm so glad to finally get her on my show. I'm proud of you, sis, so we can have some conversation. I love having conversation. How is everyone out there today? Please like, share, and follow. I'm Danny Benson, and I'm proud of you, sis. I'm so happy you joined me. Okay, so let me let me dip dip into her biography because I gotta let you know how important this woman is. Okay, for over thirty years, Lucella Campbell served as the International Planned Parenthood Program Advisor to Members Association (MAs) across the Caribbean, providing and facilitating technical assistance in several aspects of program and financial management and strategic planning. Ms. Campbell is a founder of the Youth Advocacy Movement, a group of youth peer leaders in and out of school who work with the Planned Parenthood organization across the Caribbean to define relevant programs, initiatives, which effectively, effectively respond to the sexual and reproductive health of needs of today's youth. Along with IPPF and WHR, Katie's team. She was a key player in the post-earthquake re um, reconstruction of the IPPF affiliate program in Haiti. Prior to joining the International Planned Parenthood Federation Western Hemisphere region, Ms. Campbell worked as a radio broadcaster in her country of origin, St. Lucia. She later moved to Jamaica and was a tutor in the radio broadcasting at the University of West Indies. She then managed a branch of Jamaican Broadcasting Corp in Ocho Rios, after which she moved to the Caribbean Family Planning Affiliation as a communication PR officer. Ms. Campbell holds a master's degree in community, in community economic development from New Hampshire University, a bachelor's degree in management and communications, and a postgraduate diploma in mass communication. Ms. Campbell is recently retired and resides in Teaneck, New Jersey, her three, her three kids, two grandkids, also live in New Jersey. So I want to welcome Lucella Campbell to I'm Proud of You, Sis. Hi, Ms. Campbell. How are you today? Hi, Johnny. I've so missed our conversations. Oh my God. Good to talk with you again. I know we're gonna we're gonna pick up on the we're gonna pick up on the conversations again. And I would love, and I wanna say first, I would love to join and be on the board of the foundation that you want me to be on because I am definitely about giving back because I feel that when you give back, you get back. And I'm not only doing it to get back, but I just have passion um, for helping um, people. And, you know, um, Haiti is warm to my heart because that's where my parents are from. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's been a couple of years since I visited Haiti. I actually had a speaking engagement there um prior to the covid pandemic so i have not been there since but i'm so happy that you are on 
I'm proud of you, sis. We would so love to have you because that, that area of work is so important in Haiti. And if we don't just focus on family planning, which is key for Haiti's development or the development of any country, but it's about reproductive health more generally, including gender-based violence and HIV prevention. So having you on our fundraising board to make sure that that work continues in Haiti is going to be crucial. Yes, and I, I'm I'm excited because I, like I said, thank you for wanting me to be part of the board. But anyway, you are an author. I forgot to say that. You have an amazing book. I mean, we're going to be talking about youth advocacy. We're going to be talking about so much, but I wanted to just talk about your book a little bit. I read it before, and it's, a, it's like a futuristic book, but I think that with everything going on right now with UFOs, what is it, unidentified flying objects, people are seeing things in the sky. I think they always existed a long time back. I think maybe the government tried to hide it from us and not scare us, but now I think it's harder to hide it because everyone has cell phones now. So if you see something weird or something's going on, people just automatically take off their cell phone and just start, you know, filming. So it's not even my word against whoever word. Now I have video to back up what I actually saw. So please tell me yeah. what is the, the book about? It's called Links. Link, yeah. Well, I think the theme of the book is even more important now than ever because I think alongside all of the strife in the world, there are more and more people who are beginning to realize that we're not just this, we're not just physical beings, but we are at our core spiritual beings. And Link is really um, about this non-physical being. His name is Link. He, for me, he's the link between this realm and, and, and other realms, the realms that we really originally came from. Um, but, but Link is non-physical, and he gets fascinated with this earth. He keeps visiting the earth. But because he's non-physical, he can observe us, but he cannot have the physical experience. And he's fascinated by why is it that humans seem to have forgotten their place in creation? So he finally decides to become human. And the book is about his transfer to becoming human from the non-physical and his observations of what it is to be human when he's in human form. So it's just a, a fascinating take um, on, on us. It's interesting to see us, to see ourselves through the book, because it's a novel, I present it as a novel. It's interesting to see ourselves through the eyes of a non-physical being. So when you say non-physical being, um, is it like a spiritual being? Like it's something that's not, you know, you can't touch? Yeah, um, yeah, you, you, yeah. I mean, outside of this very, very physical earth, which makes us believe that that's all we are, that we're physical, in other realms, you know, there's a formless. I mean, there, there's life, but it's it's formless in some realms. And so he is a formless life without this very, very tangible and hardcore physicality that we have. Yeah. So where'd you find the imagination to even write this? First of all, I read the book. It's a very good book. Please, everyone, go pick it up. It's called It's on, it's on Amazon, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. on Amazon. And it's, and other you sites. know, with, with AI... Um, with AI right now, which is popular, more popular than ever. And they, you know, they're robots, but I guess they want to dive in and become, I don't know if they want to become humans, but they're going to start emulating humans. That's one thing. Number two, we're not, I don't feel like we're the only people in this whole entire universe. <laughs> it would just be weird for us to just be the only ones here. I mean, because there's galaxies, there's stars, there's planets. And maybe sometimes I feel that maybe we can't see but it's but they're there. Do you understand yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Maybe yeah, our, yeah, our human yeah, eyeballs yeah. can't see 
Yeah. But mm-hmm. they could be they could be things around us and maybe our eyes are not made to see them, meaning that we're it's not that precise to see, but they could be things there. Yeah. Um I mean, what do you feel about that? Because those senses I, give us this physicality. I mean, we, we think that if we can see, touch it, feel it, it doesn't exist. The wind exists, right? <laughs> we we can we can feel it maybe to some degree. We can't touch it, we can't see it. But there's a there's there's life outside of ourselves. We are spiritual beings at our core. That's what we are. That's what drives us. Um, our thoughts, for instance, are non-physical, but our thoughts are what gives us our life. Because whatever you focus on is what you attract into your life. And what we're focusing on are related to our thoughts, and that's non-physical, right? But that's where that's what really drives our physical experience and our interpretation of the world. Um, I, I, to me, there's no question about the, the, the fact of there being other life. And we, we, we refer to other life as alien, but for them, we are alien. So we are, in fact, aliens, you know, if you want to think, if you want to think of aliens at all, you know, everything is, if, if you want to see it in that way, or we can just see ourselves as, as being part of one energy, God energy, God source. And that's what everything is, whether it's the non-physical realm or ourselves or, or animal life or, 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 or nature or trees or whatever, everything is an expression of God. It is very, very, very different forms. Yeah, and I believe that. And like, like if an alien saw us, they would think we're an alien. And That's, alien yeah. is just—it's just a as a man-made it's word. A it's a concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a man-made word, and I don't even think yeah. it's there's such thing as aliens. It's just something that humans have to put in to make a distinction. Yet again, another label, I guess, um, yeah. to differentiate yeah. it from humans. Yeah. So it's an alien, meaning that it's foreign, unknown, but. It could potentially be a human too. It's just in a different form. Like who, we are constantly like, differentiating ourselves. That's what the ego gives us, so we can feel separate. And for some of us, we it makes us feel better. For some of us, it makes us feel like less. Differentiation is what really separates us. Constantly putting labels on people instead of recognizing that we really, really. I think eventually people will come to that. That we really want coming out of one source, the same source, God and energy energy whatever you want to call it people call it in different ways but we all come we all of one source really and truly that's what it comes down to well this is why i miss talking to you because i hate you are such an intellect uh your brain amazes me i love the way you think i just love your wisdom it's such a it's a fresh intelligent perspective i think our society is is this dumbing itself when humans are intellectual beings and just hearing you talk i just missed our conversation well lots because... and lots and lots more people are thinking that way i i i i don't want to be be seen as different no no i, mean, I know lots and lots of people are moving in that direction that's why i say at the same point that we have so much strife we also have just so many people who are coming together, meditating and bringing light into the world and beginning to want to understand and fully dig into the, the spirit core of ourselves. And as that happens, we might find ourselves in a world that looks a lot, a lot different to, to, to the one that we're in right now. You know, I mean, can, recognize can I, what they are, what we are. Can it just happen like right now? I'm just, I just if hate all this. of us changed our minds <laughs> and recognize what we are, it would happen right now. It's just that that's not likely to happen, right? I know. <laughs> all of us I, to that you, you, you know what it is? I just, changed, it would change instantly. 
You know what I realized? Two things I realized. Um, I feel like God has a sense of humor. I feel like when we all go to the next realm, die, or whatever happens to us after we leave this earth, I think the secret of life God is going to say is if you really intentionally ask for something, you will have it. Mm-hmm. I, I always have these dreams about that I because I think as humans, we never really intentionally ask for something because it always comes with a negative. I want this to happen, but it's but, like, oh, I, I, that, 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 but, that but yeah, is, that, yeah, is the yeah. negative. Like we're not intentional about it. And I feel like yeah. on, on the other place where we end up going, who knows? Cause we don't know. I mean, I just feel like God is going to be like, you could have got that separation. That separation probably doesn't happen on that side. You will something, it happens. I think I, I think that's my imagination, that that's how it's going to be. Because there is no doubting, there is no questioning. You know, you know that you can make things happen, and they happen. Did you disappear? Hello, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Somebody was um, um, interrupting us. So what were you saying before? No, I was, I was just saying my, my imagination tells me that when we've transferred from here, because that's the other thing is the whole concept of death and the fear that we have of death. But for me, death is a transfer to moving to that other side. You know, that mm-hmm. other side where all of a sudden, all of the walls that we put up and all of the, you know, the the, the misunderstanding uh, misunderstanding we have about who we are, that drops away and we suddenly, suddenly expand into our fuller selves in spirit. And there... What, what you're talking about can happen more instantly because we don't have the separations that, that we, 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 we put on ourselves on, 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 on this planet, you know? That, but that's what I feel like we can make it happen right now because if we know it, why is it so hard for us to apply it? Why do we be- have to wait? Because to be we've, had, we've had eons and eons of... of, a, of, of uh, you know, identifying with being physical, even for those of us who know it. You know, I really want something to happen, but I still have my doubts. I don't believe it 100% which, you know, to move it forward. So, you know, that's just eons and eons and eons of attachment to our understanding. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I um, should be right back. Um, this is such an interesting conversation. I mean, we're going to be talking about further about the links. We're also going to be talking about the youth movement. And also we're going to talk about um, just things that she's been involved in because um, she's been involved in so many different things. And I'm just, that's why I'm so proud of her sis because her intellect is on another level. And this is why I tell people that knowledge is power. The more you read, the more information you get, the more it expands your brain. You know, I had a conversation with my kid the other day. My kids the other day was like, get off the iPad, go outside, go live your life. You only have one life left. And as I, I, I'm starting to sound like my mom, because when my mom would talk to me, I would be like, okay, ma, I know everything. Okay, whatever you're saying, I'm going to just do the opposite. But it's important to understand that we gotta, we gotta live. I, I, I was telling my, my kids don't even understand it because they're young now, but I feel that you only have like one life to live and 
everything that's going on, like everyone's calling and my do not disturb did not work today. I don't know why. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I apologize. I don't know why my do not disturb is not on today. I thought it was on, but maybe this message is not meant to go through, but I'm gonna make it go through anyway. Basically what I'm saying is, I'm trying to tell people, get off the iPad, get off the phone and just start living life. Go outside, breathe the air, go do things, go do activities. I know like once you click on one thing in social media, you will be on it for hours. And think about the, the time that you're losing, your, your, your precious time that you're losing, like here on earth. I mean, I, I just want people to go out and live. It's a summertime. It's beautiful outside. All this like negative news is just like killing your brain cells. It's making you worry. It's making you doubtful. It's making you fearful. Just go out and just be one with nature. Even if you can't do it every single day, at least do it a couple times a week. I have Lucella back on, but she came on extremely small. I don't know why. Please tell me why. Lucella, why are you so small? <laughs> I don't know if I should, I should, okay. Yay! <laughs> but anyway, go out there and live. Please, life is so, it's so short. What we feel is a hundred years that it, it feels like it's forever. It's not forever. I'm gonna tell you right now. I remember when my kids were born. Now I'm looking at them. They're almost as tall as me. I'm freaking out a little bit because they're probably gonna pass me. So I just went to one goal of your life. But anyway, welcome back, Lucella. I don't know what happened. Please put on your do not disturb because for some reason, everyone's calling right now. Oh, all right yeah um, but anyway what what were you intellectually saying that was so profound that you need to say it one more time oh, i think it was at the point where we were talking about the fact that my imagination and I, it's more than imagination tells me that you know when we transfer to the other side all of this attachment we have to the physical that keeps us from you know, our direct connection with God and from recognizing our spirituality and that interferes with our being able to manifest things with a lot more instantaneously, that drops away. And we can, in fact, just make things happen when we move to the other side. And that was taking me to the concept of death, which we are so afraid of. But for me, death is a transfer to really moving to where we can be more fully ourselves and more connected to God. So for me, death is not some, it's not something to desire because we have our work to do while we're here, but it's not anything to be afraid of because we move into expansion after, I think. <laughs> you know what it is? I'm not afraid of death. I'm just afraid of um, leaving my babies in this chaotic world without, without mama bear there to like lead them. So I pray yeah. to God every day, <laughs> like, Please, 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 please. None of us physicals want it, especially because you're going to come with pain. So that that part of it, nobody wants to leave your loved ones and, and, and to experience the pain that that, that can bring. Yeah, I, you know, if you want, I can, we can talk about um, the work in Haiti and we can talk about the, you know, what what some of the stuff that I've done with Planned Parenthood. But yes, before, before we, we, we leave, Link, I wanted to read this, which is the, the, the poem at the end of my book. Because it yes. might give us an inkling of 
what the book is partially about. Just an inkling. Okay. The book, um, ex, you know, it uh, explores so much. It's called Joie de Vivre. You are creators. The pull you feel is real. A call from your life force to release the chains of fear. You are creators. Feel the joy of the sperm wriggling up to meet your essence in a joyous celebration of creation a contribution to the universal explosion of unending gifting to the void. You exist to create, make of life what you will, a tribute to your existence from moment to moment. You want to discover life's meaning? What is it you long to do right now? Do it. Release your hold on life, it will unfold. Marvel at the discipline of birds in formation a model for systems of human brotherhood. Be architects of structures not yet imagined. Take leaps of faith with only confidence as your ballast. Acknowledge the passing stranger's smile. A fleeting memory as souls embrace just once. Discover the meaning of pure abandon. On a whim, take that trip to Timbuktu. Fill your lungs with the lusty air of the mountaintop and luxuriate in the freedom of that decision. Touch the breeze, caress a flower, fall in love laying your doubts to rest. Forget the cares of tomorrow. Capture the free spirit of the dolphin, frolicking, leaping, pirouetting, a water ballet, music and movement. Ride a cloud today, and as the day fades, let it all go. And when tomorrow comes, start anew. Make of it what you will remembering that with every thought, you can create that link. Wow. Wow, that is so deep. I love it. I, I, like I told everyone, please go get this book. It is an amazing good book. She's an amazing intellect, amazing author. I mean, Oh, I'm so blessed that you are in my life. I'm so blessed that I have you as a friend because the way you challenge me and the way it makes me think more, I, I this is why I'm so proud of you, sis. I'm so happy you came to my show. Um, so, okay. So. I'm proud of you, Danny, and oh, the work that you're you. doing. Because now, you you know, you told me about that Love Yourself Day. Is that what it's called? Self-Love oh, Day. It's called, it's called, it's called Self-Love Day. Self-Love Day. I mean, yeah. just just for you to have come up with that concept is amazing. But the way you've trans transferred it into something else is really what's so touching for me. Because you know, we, we focus a lot on a person's physical well-being, and the kids get vaccinations in school and they get health checks. We never ever check our mental no. health, and really, no. that's so important. And as I understand it from what you tell me. That's what self health day is partially going to be focusing. Yeah, on. That's yeah. Tremendous that's work that you're doing, and that the work, and the fact that you're trying to make that a national day is really, <laughs> really something to be <laughs> to be. Yeah, you, you know what it is. I just I was fortunate enough to. I don't know. I I, I just you know first of all God God put this in me. I, I've been talking about this day like forever, and I just didn't i lost the love for myself and i guess in searching of who i was again just reading my old journals and how I, how i used to think because i i lost the way 
I lost my way somehow. And then just reading like all of my journals, I felt like I was reading like texts of books of books of books. And it came into me. And I think that is what is needed. I feel that with, with self-love day, um, our babies have to start getting mental health checks very early on in life. And I am, I am the example of that because my girls, um, I, 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 you know, I, I was going, there was a period in my life that I was going through a, a lot of excruciating pain and my kids, I was looking at my children and they were laughing and playing. And I said to myself, well, if I'm feeling this pain, they must be feeling this pain too, but because they don't have the words or the experience to put something to put like um, something to it to make them understand what they're feeling, um, then I should have them, you know, go to therapy. And it was like one of the best things I could have ever done to my children. It's not that they needed therapy. And I want people to know you don't go to therapy only because you're crazy. It's like a bad stigma, like, oh, something has to be wrong with you. No, you go to therapy to talk about your feelings, to let it all out, to, to so, so the therapist could navigate your thoughts and, and give you a medical professional answer, not a traumatic answer, because yeah. I'm a parent, yeah. I'm a parent, and I'm try, I come from trauma. Not that my, I love my parents, but I'm saying we all come from some trauma. something that's happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something that happened in your life, right? And then it goes from one person to the other, and you have children, and whatever happened to you, you put it on your children and it, and it becomes like this ever ending cycle of like trauma. So I really want people to make it as normalized, you know, as because you what you're instant. talking about is mental health, primary care, right. Um, to, for prevention to, to, to yes. take care and to ensure, you know, unnecessary stuff doesn't happen later. And we do that well, in all kinds of ways with our kids, but with, with only their, their, their physical health. This aspect of it, I think, is is so important, and that's totally left aside. And and the re and the and the reason I want to start so early is because I realize, like, when you go to the dentist, you go early. It's something mm -hmm. that kids know yes. you have to do because they go to dentist since since the teeth start coming out. You start going to dentist even to get cleanings. Boom, physical yes. health. You yes. start going yes. as as soon as you get out the stomach. Two weeks later, or maybe five days later, you start going to see the the pediatrician, right? So now, in a the kid, they know. Okay, once or twice a year, I have to go to a doctor for a checkup because you're you 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 do it so early that they they just know that it's normal, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. with with the self love day um, initiative that I'm working with the congressperson with in in D.C., it's all about why aren't we we should be doing this for mental health hands down kids should know early on there's a safe place a person that you could talk to a licensed social worker a therapist you know someone in the mental health field not your pediatrician because when you go to a pediatrician it's like sometimes it's a factory you're in and out they're not checking your brain they're checking your ears your eyes you know your throat it's so weird but you know what the brain is is an organ but it's not mm -hmm. it's not checked right yeah. it's not really checked until i don't know yeah. maybe but Danny, you what what you're doing though is is so important also because what you're doing is normalizing that so that you know it doesn't become something that 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 is um that, that people very you know very very away from you know because because it's normalized now you know it's not mental health has a 
totally it's, it's not stigmatized you know mental health now becomes something that just in the same way you do a physical health check you do a mental health check and it doesn't have it doesn't carry that that weight and that stigma that we attach to mental health so that 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 expands into the way in which we see mental health and people who have mental health issues also i can see your work just having all kinds of side benefits well, that's why I wanted to talk about the youth because the Hewitt, the youth has the highest rate of um, de depression right now and mm -hmm. suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with, of course, um, the post pandemic. And also it has to do with um, social media. But mm -hmm. everyone will be, will be right back to continue to talk to um, Lucella Campbell uh, about this serious conversation. We'll be right back. Hi again, my name is Danny Benson. I'm a host of I'm Proud of You Sis. I have my special guest, Lucella Campbell here. She's the author of the book, Link. Please go pick it up. But we were just discussing mental health and the younger you start um, normalizing your kids going to speak to someone about their feelings, um, the better it is for your child. I, I feel outcome in life because sometimes, especially my daughters now as they Approaching preteen years, we all have to admit there might be a period of time that your kids are not going to speak to you. But if we can normalize them going to speak to a licensed social worker, you know, a, um, a, a psychologist, um, that maybe if they don't want to speak to you as a parent, they can say, okay, mom, can you make an appointment with me with so and so? Because it's more of a doctor to patient. Um, conversation and maybe your kids are not ready to share something with you or maybe they feel like you're not going to understand like you know the song parents just so understand um so the earlier we can have our kids go to these professionals um the better outcome i feel that our kids will have in navigating this world called life because we know that in life things are going to be difficult things are going to be hard you know our kids are like laughing and playing but the first time they fall they say it hurts and some parents will say, cause my kids are, you know, they, they, they go to therapy from time to time, you know, shut up, go to your room. It's not painful. But my kids therapy would said, let your kids, um, go through, go through the pain and let them be, let them be able to express their pain. Because the reason our society is the way it is, is everyone is stifling their pain because mm -hmm. we were taught to when you're in pain, shut up, go upstairs, shut up, stop crying. So we were taught to not express our pain, not express our feelings. And if we express our feelings, we are, there's something wrong with us. We are weak. We are, especially like in men, you know? And I think our society has come to a breaking point right now that there's so much emotions that is bottled up. Facilitating our kids having a place to go because there's so much that comes up for kids and they have no outlets. They have no outlets to their parents because a lot of kids can talk to their parents, but there are a lot of kids who don't just don't have that that connection with their parents. Their parents are like, you know, um, they, they, they're, over, they're, they're overlords, they're supervisors, they, they're people who, they're disciplinarians or, 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 you know, they're different kinds of, of parenting experiences. They can't go to their teachers. If they go to their friends, they don't necessarily get the right kind of advice, right kind of advice and direction. 
And so, so really just having people in place who are well-trained to, 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 to answer those basic questions that kids have. And it can be as simple as, 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 as ever or, or more complex questions, but having an outlet becomes so very important. And we saw that really um, during COVID because COVID just really brought out at all kinds of levels, multi, the multi-complex um, relations that, that people have when they were stuck together in the house and for the first time discovering all the, the, the nuances of, of, of these personalities that they had to adapt to and, and adjust to and, and kids being thrown in, in, into a home with no kinds of outlets. Oh, it's, it's, it's become just so important for kids to have, to have that kind of outlet. And that's, this, this, is, this is moving in a different direction, but that's why as part of my work when I was with Planned Parenthood, we really put tremendous effort on training young people as peer counselors, training them to be able to have those conversations with, with their peers, because you know that could be another outlet. Sometimes kids feel just a little bit more comfortable going to their, their, you know, their own age group. If they know there's somebody there who's trained and who understands you know, the importance of, of, of keeping, of, 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 of making sure that, you know, that, that, that what, what is shared with them is, not, is, is, is confidential. You know? but they're trained to, to, to provide that, that kind of, to be an outlet and, and to be a, a feeding board for, for, for their peers. That's so important. And it's interesting and kids really wanna do that work because that's something that I started like just well over 30 years ago. And it continues just because for the kids, it's so important. Not only does it allow them to, to, to be of service, but it, it, it allows for their own personal development it's amazing to me when I look back over the years and I, you know, run into the kids who are part of this program, how many of them have become professionals, doctors, politicians, you know, um, community leaders, all, all kinds of, 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 of activists, activism, et cetera. And they say that it's only because of their participation in the youth advocacy movement that they were able to develop and move in that direction. In fact, a young man was saying to me not, not so long ago that if it wasn't for the youth advocacy movement, he probably would have ended up in jail, just like so many of his friends. So I'm, I'm just saying, you know, as many outlets, but trained outlets as we can find and open up for young people to have normal conversations and have outlets for, you know, for, for the questions that they have. To the extent that we can facilitate that, we're really making a difference on the planet. Yeah, I mean, if we could save a life that is one life that is so important, um, you know, because, you know, the youth is, is so much information being thrown at them right now. They, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's overload. You know, I was fortunate enough and probably you were, I was able to be a kid for a very long time. You know what I mean? Like the outside world, I didn't really know it really until, I don't know. I think I, when I was 16, like, I don't know, that's probably the, like the first time I cut a class in school. That's when I realized what the outside world was. I was like, oh my God, you can do this. <laughs> but I was like six, I was like 16 years old. And I think of kids now that's starting earlier, earlier and earlier. And I don't know. I, I just feel like it's like my mission to do the mental health because I know the the higher a self-esteem of a of a child, the the higher places that they will go in life. The better you feel about yourself the higher you will go in life. And why shouldn't every kid of every background, color, ethnicity, race, 
we are all humans at the at the end of the day i don't i don't like all these labeling really doesn't matter to me because i first see a human mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we are all on the same team. I don't, you know, all the labelings that we use, like our color of our skin, color of our hair, our gender, our race, it. our religion. <laughs> okay, what do we have in common? We are all humans. Yeah, that's right? what we started off with, right? We're all human and all part of the same source. Same source. The same yeah. source. And that's <laughs> what, I don't know why we make this so complicated. I don't even understand why people don't understand that it does come. We all come from the same source. Cause who do you think made me? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe an alien from like Jupiter or something just planted me. I, I don't know. But I wish humans could get out of their head and realize that we are humans. Numero uno. Like maybe that would bring us together. And I feel like the only thing that's going to bring us together is if another alien comes to attack from another country. And I mean, another planet, yeah. and all of a sudden, we're all going to be like, but we're humans. It's, it's humans yeah. against the yeah. aliens. Yeah. We always predict the aliens as, as coming to attack in our movies, unfortunately. Maybe at some point, we can, might be able to see them as coming to help us expand. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, when I talk about the yeah. youth, I, I have so much hope for them. Um, and I feel that us as adults, we are bickering like little children and our kids are seeing this and they they're normalizing i feel like it's our fault that they're acting this way because if grown adults are like fighting all the time bickering all the time can't get along can't compromise they're watching what us and they're like okay they from all kids yeah 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 well, yeah it's, it's like chaos in the streets like they can't even have a conversation and, re and resolve things like how we used to resolve it they want to just take a weapon and just shoot each other you know because they're looking at the parents and not even the parents, but they're looking at adults and it's always like, I'm not going to say all adults, but I just don't know why can't we just come to a place where we need more shows we can like work together. Lord, where people can be speaking about the coming together. Because I, I remember when I was in Beijing many, many years ago, one of the shows that I that I appreciated and enjoyed the most is one we called From the Rocking Chair, where I brought young people together with old people. So the old people were telling them about these tales about their lives and the young people were talking about their lives. And sometimes, you know, you had you had some of the frictions that happened there, but resolved, you know, friction. They had to find ways to resolve the differences or understand the differences. But your show is if this is, I, I you know, I have to continue to watch your show. But if, if this is what it does, bringing people together to recognize that they more than their, 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 daily, their daily experiences give them about themselves. That's that's just an amazing opportunity for conversation. Yeah, I mean, I might, I might, I might, I might sound very, 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 very positive, but I, I just feel that we can all work together. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know why. I don't, you know, it's divided. It's like you know, together we rise, to divided we fall, and I don't understand why, and especially in our country, there's so much division when we're losing. Um, our eyes on the prize, and that is our children, you know, because they're going to take over this because we're not here forever. So why can't we just make this right for all children of all races and all colors and all ethnicities? Because the reason I say that... I can't hear you.
every every kid matters, right? Right. So not what one kid shouldn't be more important than another child. Do you do you understand what I mean? So it's just like, oh, I just feel I just want everyone to just stop. Just stop and let's refocus on what's important. And right now what's important is saving our children, saving them from mental health issues, saving them from depression, saving them from suicide, saving them from drugs, saving them from fentanyl, just just saving them. And you know, that is what is important because we are, we are not gonna have a stable generation to come to, to handle the issues that we're having now. Because all of these kids are are, are lost because the parents. Yeah, and we we move, we're moving into a whole new world, a world that is probably even now unimaginable. I I can you know people talk about AI. We don't know what's going to come from that, right? I don't want to make any projections. I have no idea. But all I know is that AI is going to be changing the world in ways that we won't even recognize. For one thing, as simple as this, if you have AI or technology, you know, taking away jobs from people, something as simple as that, then what happens with those people when they, they, they no longer have the income they need to take care of their families and we haven't arranged for what they're going to be doing with all of that time on their hands? What's going to come out of that is crime unless we have a whole, you know, a whole other level of preparation for, for dealing with that. And that's just one aspect of it. Then there's the whole other thing other areas of, well, com well, of computers talking to each other. This is, my, this is my solution to that aspect. Get the kids to start learning skills again. I mean, college is college is great. I mean, it's like the, the American standard, you know, you go to college and it's a dream to go to college. And I'm gonna be honest with you, it's not fair that a kid has like a mortgage. You get out of college and you're spending $200,000. I personally feel that a kid does need a transition from high school to adult life. So I feel personally, a kid should go to college in two years, two years mm -hmm. college. You don't need four years of college. Mm -hmm. Only you only need more training. If you go into a specialized area, like if you're going to be a lawyer, a medical doctor, a nurse, an engineer, architect. Yes. These are specialized area that you need more schooling for to perfect your profession. I get that. But a but nine out of 10 of us who went to college is not even doing what we went to college for. And we have like a $200,000 loan that we have to pay for the rest of our lives because- Well, first, uh, first of all, the, the training that we get is not necessarily even tied to what the needs of the nation are. You know, it, it's just like- Bankruptcy. We can't even um, claim bankruptcy because your college loans is your college loans. So I see all these kids coming wanting to go to college. So first of all, I want them to enforce, enforce BOCES. I came in an era where like for kids who knew that they couldn't afford college or couldn't go to college, I come from an era that BOCES was emphasized for those kids. They give them an option to make real money, like go, like become a mechanic, you know, start your nursing degree, you know, become a plumber, become an electrician. These are skills that AI is not going to, I feel is going to, not going to replace. That's why I'm telling all the parents out there, please get your kids to start learning a skill. Because if it's just being a cashier. That, that, that needs to happen at the parental level. I think there's also a need for it to happen at the national level. I remember watching a program one time, I think it was the Nordic countries, 
where they project what their needs are going to be like, I don't know, 10, 20 years down the road. And they prepare the kids to fill those needs. And they, and, 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 and they you know, they define the skills that are needed and the kids, the kids' are, education is, is tied into that. So that, that feeds, feeds into the, the, the needs of the nation. That doesn't happen necessarily in all countries. I, I don't know that it happens here. So that if, you know, kids leave school, they do whatever their choice is in terms, in terms of training, and they may or may not get a job that fits in with what they've spent thousands of dollars, you know, on, 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 on education for. You know, and then they, they come out into the world and there's no job for them. Or sometimes they get a job and then technology takes it from them. You know, they, 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 that, that's replaced with technology. So, I mean, there needs to be some, some tailoring at the national level also that would, that would, that would answer those questions and prepare, pre prepare people to fit into the world that, that, that's emerging. Well, this is the last thought, and, I, and then we have to go. I think the solution yeah. of that, and it's been in my mind for so many years, is for businesses not to really require a four-year degree anymore. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you, mm. most most training is on is hands-on. It's on the job. Like when I was when I got out of college, lucky enough, I got a job right away because I interned for free for like three years. So I busted my butt. You know, kids don't even know what what working for free is now because they don't understand it's all about relationship and not about really the monetary money that's in your pocket. But let me tell you this. If businesses could band together and say, look, we're just looking for at least two-year degree because the kids need to transition from high school to college. Now you're going to cut, cut half of the cost for all of these um, college loans that are unnecessary. And then once they get the job, you're going to train them anyway. So mm -hmm. as long as you mm -hmm. can transition them from high school to college, let them feel the college life, let them be you know, in Do transition something. away from their parents. Tangible have more independence and not their parents being on top of them. Once they can gain that independence, once they have their mind expand and what they're learning, you just need two years to do that. Then let them go into the field and, and, and work and you're going to train them to work. That's it, cut, cut everyone's student loan in half. I mean, this is ridiculous. Like college has become a business. But anyway, we could talk yes. about this on and on and on, but but you are right about one thing this country really has to stop bickering and start really seeing where we're going to be in 20 years and get the new generation of kids like able to yeah. adjust what is going to be in 20 years all mm -hmm. of this fighting mm -hmm. and bickering is not getting us anywhere it's not making us like like be ahead i look at all the other countries outside of the united states and they're getting their stuff together while we're fighting over the dumbest things, um, and this is all my opinion, by the way, it's, this is not like set in stone. This is my opinion. I just want a world better for our kids because my kids are gonna be included in that world. But we have to do a part two, Miss Campbell, Miss um, Lucella Campbell, Ooh. thank you so much. And thank for you coming so on much Friday for being Day. able to, to join with you on this really, really so important show. Um, I look Thank forward you. to us being able to talk again at some point. Yes, we're going to yeah. talk again. I'm going to call you, um, you know, like soon or whatever. But thank you so much for everyone. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Hey, it's live. You got to keep that moving. Yeah, yeah. got to keep <laughs> moving. But thank you for joining on Proud of You, Sis. And see you next week. And have a great holiday, everyone. Okay, you, you take care, Danny. All the best, um, you know, with this show. And, and everything will... that you're doing, especially um, Self Love Day.
Thank you. And we'll talk soon. And audience, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Bye.